from another viewer. I'm newly married and I was taught that our money should be together in one account. Oh, Jesus help us. My husband disagrees. He says his money is his money and my money is my money. Please help us. Oh, this is a good one. Mm, Lord. That's for me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead and answer. You are enjoying Love Is Not Enough podcast, a relationship series with Pastor Thomas and First Lady Brenda Thomas. So please check the show notes, share to friends and family, and everyone be blessed. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey. <laughs> happy Sunday morning to you. So good to see you. Thank God for you. We're so happy to be here with you. Uh, sitting on our couch at our home, uh, enjoying uh, the beautiful day that God has made for us, and so glad that you are here uh, with us this very day. Listen, we are we're doing something different. We are moving forward the way God wants us to move, and I believe that He has summoned summons us to this this time to uh, start something different and brand new and fresh. I have with me my uh, lovely uh, wife for 36 years, uh, Miss Brenda Thomas. And I am the proud pastor of Victory Baptist Church in the metropolitan city of Ridgecrest, California. And I am proud uh, to be here this very day. Listen, we have an excellent series that God has led us to. And I need you to text your questions into this number, 989-373-2888. I'm sorry, 8225. Let me say it again because I messed up. Forgive me. Amen. 989 373 All right. Thank God for some little grace and a little mercy. All right. So listen, we're going to get started. We're going to have a word of prayer. Thank you for tuning in with us uh, this morning. Share it, like it, uh, push it forward. I believe that God has uh, a word for this time. All right. So if you don't mind, I just want to open us up with a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to get into uh, this lesson, this series that God is leading us. All right? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this opportunity to minister in a different way. Father, we thank you for those that will tune in, those that would hear, those that would receive. Father God, open up understanding, open up your wisdom, impart it into our hearts as as couples, as singles, Father God, as partners in business. We look for your guidance. We look for your understanding. In Jesus' name, Father. We also thank you for those first responders. Thank you for this virus that we'll continue to go after you in a very special way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, all right. Hey, uh, I wanted to let you know that uh, we are here. We're getting ready to start this series. And I'm going to tell you about this great series that God has uh, has laid upon my heart, that is given uh, to me to share with you, and I pray that it will bless your heart, because I want to start this series about uh, relationships. I was doing some research, and I've been working on this for quite some time now, and it has to do with uh, relationships, and it really started with a gentleman that was in uh, Walmart that approached me one day. I was trying to be incognito and hide out and not be seen running in and get something that my wife wanted me to get to get back to the house so we can enjoy it in reference to our meal. As a result of that, he was telling me he was having uh, difficulties in his relationship, and he was telling me how much uh, he loved his wife and his family, and I began to realize that that sometimes love is not enough. Mm-hmm. 
Love is not enough. Right. So at that point, I begin to share with him, you need, you need to work on your relationship. Yes, you love her, but the tools that would make your, your love highlighted is your relationship. So with that, uh, I want to share, share with you the scripture that we're going to kind of be going to. And we're going to have some more scriptures that's going to go along with this whole uh, series. And the scripture that we're really going to be kind of focusing in is on 1 John, the fourth chapter, verse number 10. And it says, herein is love. Not that we love Christ, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. And really, that scripture has to deal with the opportunity that God loved us so much that he sent his son. But he sent his son because he desired to have a relationship with us. Right. So uh, as I begin to share that with the young man, I begin to get him to understand that, that sometimes love is not enough. We love hard, but we got to do the same way in reference to developing our our relationships. So here's the relationship goals that I really wanted us to hammer on. Because uh, I found out that we allow pop culture hmm. to define what real relationships are all about. Right. And, and, and if you really think about that, they really don't know <laughs> what real relationships really look like. So I, I want us to understand that that the church has done not so good of job of defining what relationships are about. And I might as well say it, that church leadership mm -hmm. has not done a very good job as to what relationships look like. And then the last one, honey, is I believe that even the Christian community as a whole, mm -hmm. we have not done a job that is deserving of our Lord and Savior as to what relationships are really all about. So we need to make things real and we need to make them relevant so that we don't just preach behind our pulpits or stand in leadership positions and don't give people a fighting chance to develop true relationships. And I think I think this, if you if you would understand this, that the truth is that we as a church, as a community, should be the prime examples mm -hmm. of what love and relationships are all about. Listen, let me share this with you so that you understand. I uh, and my wife and I have been married for over 36 years. How long? 36 years. Mm. And, and I, I'm not ashamed to say this, that our, <laughs> our relationship is not perfect. <laughs> Amen. What? Yeah, it's not perfect. <laughs> not <laughs> the best of relationships. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and our children are perfect. And we, we, right. we are learning this thing. And as God imparts his wisdom and knowledge to us. And we're just here to share that with you. And we pray that it would, it would help you. Because here is the why. Mm -hmm. I want you to have success in all areas of relationship. Amen. What are we talking about? I'm talking about this. I want us to have success in our singleness. For those mm -hmm. that are single that are out there. I want us to have success in those that are dating. Mm -hmm. Those that are married. Those that are having life after divorce. Mm, those good. that are going to thinking about remarrying mm -hmm. and then I also want us if you just want to have friends and just be friends okay I want you to be successful in that be able to draw your lines in the sand and stick with them and then the last thing I want us to have success in in our business partnership that because that's part of a relationship too that I don't want us to succeed in all aspects of life that we stop wanting people's approval because once we realize what we have in us, 
then we'll make better choices in who we partner with. So that's, that's really what I want us to understand. Because here's, here's a fact that I found out. When we are in love, we tend to be the best, be on our best behavior and expect our loved ones to do the same. When we're in love, we expect that. But that still doesn't help us with our relationships. We expect people to be in you know, this infatuated love, but we fail to work on our relationships. Right. And then the other thing is when we have transitioned into a loving relationship, you know that there will be times when life together is not as fun as we thought it was going to be. And the fact that we all have faults as well as strengths, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> faults as well as strengths, <laughs> that, you know, we have to learn how to take those challenges and have happy time. That's, that's the hard part because we think we live in this, this, this fantasy that, I, uh, that nobody can make a mistake and then we put this fantasy on our partners like you got to live up to my fantasy when truthfully that's a fantasy no one can live up to that especially when you realize that people have faults shortcomings and weaknesses so that's really uh, why I'm kind of kind of heading that because I think that it's important that we understand that if we understand that people have imperfections right. here's what will be less disappointed and then you can learn how to live in harmony. When you accept that, you can move in that reality. Good. So here's what, I, here's what I've discovered. Here's what I've discovered about our study today. That communication is a big key. Would you agree with that? It's a huge key. You can't move forward without um, effective communication. Okay. I, 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 think, I think we've learned that through the course of time and years and Strengths and weaknesses. weaknesses. Right, yes. right. <laughs> so I, I wrote down three things, uh, or three roadblocks, mm -hmm. to ensure that both of you, or both of us feel, or you that are out there, feel that you're being heard. And when these things, these three things happen, and here they are, and I hope you got your pens and you write them down, that when we feel that we are disrespected, mm -hmm. wow. and when we feel that we're not validated, and then when we feel that we're uh, not understood, mm -hmm. we have a tendency to guard our hearts. And when we guard our hearts, we run into a shell. And we don't allow the true love. We don't allow our weaknesses to be shown. Mm -hmm. And nor do we allow people to minister to us in the way that they should minister to us. Babe, real quick, can you just <clears throat> repeat those um, four things again? Yeah, I, I can because they are, there's something that we learned, <laughs> hallelujah, and they led to some late night discussions, I won't say arguments, some late night discussions, <laughs> and here, here they are, and there's something that even men have a tendency to hide from. You better preach. And, and, and as a macho, if you allow me to say that term, a macho man, you know, here's where I discovered... Mm, really? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so here, here's where I was struggled at. I struggled with when I felt I was not being respected. And when I felt that my points were not validated to you. And then when you didn't understand where I was coming from, I started guarding my heart. And I ran to this secret place and I wouldn't allow you to come in. And what ends up happening is it tears down the structure right. of 
relationship. Yes, I loved you, but then I didn't know how to communicate in our relationship. And I found out that, you know what? Love is not enough. I got to go forward. So then I found a scripture over in Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verses one through four, and then verse number 23. So I won't take the time to, to read all those. I give you those scriptures so you can do some research on your own. That when those three things happen, I don't want you to run in the shell and guard your heart. Okay? So here's what I want us to understand. That there are roadblocks of communication. Believe it or not, as pastor, as your digital pastor right now, I've done these things. That's why I wrote these things. Okay? So I'm being real. I'm being transparent so that you would understand. Okay, so here are the four things. Don't be art mentor. Don't say amen. Okay, you can say amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, so, so that's a roadblock to communication when you become art mentor. You start trying to pinpoint words out of the conversation so that you can attack. That's in Proverbs 25 and 24. Wow. You know that one personally, don't you? That's good. Okay. This is, turn the light on. Okay. Yes. You're going to really like this one. Then, because I've done this, yes. Don't try to persuade by increasing your word count. Just, so you, just because you can talk longer, or put together more words, or a better debater, does not, it doesn't help in the communication. It just means that I'm tired of hearing. Are you repeating or going over? I'm tired of hearing your voice. <laughs> well, I didn't say it quite like that. Hey, I feel you. But, I feel but, you. <laughs> so don't do that. Don't just try to make it longer so they don't have nothing to say or you wear them out. And they just like, okay, I'm done. I've checked out of the, the conversation. Babe, but you know what? Um, for the defense of women, I believe that God has given us the gift of gab because statistically speaking, women have speak more words to convey their feelings and emotions than men. Men are more abstract. They want to get to, they're black and white. They want to get to the point, True. say it and move on. They're done. But I believe that women, we tend to really just have to say more words to show and express our feelings. Actually, that's a scientific fact. They've said that women can speak about 20,000 words wow. a day. And they say men only do about 7,000. That's good. That's true. I believe so that. So you're, you're actually accurate on that part. Okay. Um, and I'm not, I didn't write that because you increase your words. I wrote that because I... Take a sip of my okay. So I just let you know that. <clears throat> Number three, <laughs> don't be quick to speak. Don't, I'm sit back on that don't be so quick to speak. You know, sometimes we we don't really hear the question because we want to get in and we want to be quick to speak. And really, the Bible talks about it over in, in James uh, 1 and 19 that we have to learn how to not speak and listen. Because if you listen, you probably will hear where a person is really hurting at. So I say don't be quick to speak, okay? So that's number three. So the first one was don't be argumentative. Second one was one. Try not to be. <laughs> Try not to talk too much. Okay. Why don't you look at me like that? Thank you. Number four. 
Here's, here's, here's one that's really good. Don't say I told you so. That's a roadblock. That's good. When, when someone says that, you're already saying something that you don't need to be saying. Like you're already right. And if you're going to have a, a, a loving relationship and you realize that love is not enough, it does no good pointing the finger like I'm always right and you're always wrong. Could you say that that's a part of fighting fair? That, yes, mm -hmm. very much so. Because and don't bring up the past. Deal with the issue at hand. Because we all have a past. Right. We all have a past when we were single. We all had a past when we were dating. And we don't. We have a tendency to bring those things up. But I was just saying. In the argument. No, well. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're my saint, okay? You're my saint. So that's Proverbs 25 and 20. See, this is see, this is thirty six plus years, y'all, and we are keeping it keeping it real uh, with you because we want you to succeed. And these are the kind of things uh, you're going to have to go through in a relationship. So I don't want you to what? I don't want you to be argumentative. I don't want you to be uh, persuasive by increasing your words. I don't want you to be quick to speak, and I don't want you to say I told you so. Those are automatic shutdowns. In a relationship. Yes. Because it's not going to move forward from those points because there's a roadblock because we can't even talk because we're not able to really talk. Right. Here's the pathway to effective communication. They are, number one, is to tell the truth in love and then to strive for peace. That's the ultimate goal. Number three is be gentle and patient. And lastly, number four is to remember the overall purpose. So um, you're supposed to say, baby, say it again for the people in the back. Okay. <laughs> say it again for the people in the back. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you're so good at that. Number one is to tell the truth in love. And number two is to strive for peace. Number three is to be gentle and patient. Lastly, number four is to remember the overall purpose. Okay. Can I ask just one one question yep. in reference to number four? Mm -hmm. Remember the overall purpose? Mm -hmm. Because when you're going through relationship struggles and, and discussions, we have to understand, I think it was important, that we have to understand what the real purpose is. Because sometimes when we get in those discussions, mm -hmm. we forget about what the real purpose is. Sometimes purpose becomes to win mm. and it's not important to win That's good. but it's important to understand or to hear each other mm -hmm. and and sometimes if you go in with the with the purpose of I'm going into this to win we have a tendency not to hear one another mm -hmm. and if good. we don't hear one another then we have a tendency to not work on our relationship because what happens in most cases is there's a shutdown because somewhere so, down the road we realize you're not trying to work on us coming together. Mm -hmm. You're just here to win an argument. Mm -hmm. That's good. And so really? for, for married people, for single people, for people that are dating, people think about remarrying. Listen, it's not about winning or losing. Mm -hmm. It's about the purpose is that we work on our relationship. Those are good ones. Those are good mm -hmm. ones. You going to give me any scriptures to go with? Yes, we have for the first one to tell the truth in love is Ephesians 4 and 15. For number two, to strive for peace, the scripture reference is Hebrews 12 and 14. 
For number three, be gentle and patient. The scripture reference is Ephesians 4 and 2. And the last one is to remember the overall purpose. The scripture is 1 Corinthians 6, 19, and 20. Woohoo! Can I give a shout out? Listen, don't forget, I still need, or we still need, yes. your questions. Yes. We're opening this up live so that you can send us your questions so that we can begin to deal with them one-on-one uh, -on -one and to be transparent. How do you do that? Thank you for asking. You go and you text this number, 989-373-8225. Okay? So you get from people in back. How about you? Oh, okay. Be so kind. All right, here to we go. share with them. The number is 989-373-8225. I'm going to say it again. 989-373-8225. <laughs> yes. As you can tell, she's a bundle of joy. Oh. Hallelujah. Listen, thank you for reaching out. Thank you for reaching out to us with your questions. We really appreciate them. Listen, not only we appreciate you logging in and sharing this, but taking time to be vulnerable enough to send in some questions. Mm -hmm. And I was, I'm going to say this to the couples, that if you are here sending in some questions, don't judge one another. <laughs> Respect the, the opportunities that they're here sharing with you, trying to get some tools so that they can be, that your relationship can be better. <laughs> Listen, my wife and I, we're not a Dr. Love and Dr. You know, know all of the answers and, you know, we're experts in all this stuff. We count what God has given us for over 36 years. And then not only that, we are here as living examples that relationship can be a strain if you don't have God first. And we've realized that love is not enough. That scripture in 1 John, the fourth chapter, talks about why God sent his son because of our sins, right. and he wanted a relationship with us. There's not a relationship that hasn't made a mistake. There's not a relationship that has not fallen short. Amen, amen. And if we get out of this, this starstruck idea that every person that we marry is perfect, because when you get close enough to people, you see their weaknesses. Well, what makes love so important in reference to a relationship is is when I can accept her and she can accept my weaknesses and still learn how to love me in a relationship. Because that's what it's about. It's not, listen, I know you think, you know, uh, Prince Charming is going to be perfect. <laughs> They're going to do something that's not right. That's going to irritate you. But you have to understand, how do I accept their weaknesses, okay? So here's, here's, here's where we're at. So we want to make sure that we include all of our singles and families in this communication series. Um, also, I want to just highlight the number that we are stressing or giving our viewers is that it's going to be very private and it's going directly to pastors. So he'll be able to see and receive and answer your questions. So go ahead and use the number 
text it, um, your comments or your questions, and um, he will definitely um, respond and reply to you. So now can we go over um, some questions? We have a few um, that have come in. So oh, here's okay. one. Yes, yes. I have one. Keep them coming. Yes, yes. Um, this one is, number one, the viewer said, how has your individual communication evolved in different events and stages of life? You want to answer that one? Yes. Okay. Yes. You can take that one. All right. Singles. How you were raised, good or bad, and the choices to go with them. Mm -hmm. That it will be a personal choice, okay? Dating, hey, it's got to be a learned behavior. Right. Got to be a learned behavior, okay? Listen, I'm telling you, this this is this is this is unique because when you're dating, you learn things. They're not always the right things. You learn them. Mm -hmm. And then even in, in engage in figuring out things on your own, you gotta understand something. You, myself, I had to figure things out on my own. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the church and, and church leaders. And, and if you really wanna know the truth, a lot of the church people were telling me <laughs> to do the non-church stuff. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So so you have to, I had to figure this stuff out on my own. And then I'm talking about picking on a, picking up a wife and I'm bringing up all this stuff. All this stuff that I learned on my own wasn't healthy and I'm trying to love her the way God wants me to love her. Mm -hmm. And then I've learned all this other stuff that was ungodly. And then uh, newlyweds, uh, religion versus relationship. That's good. And then here we hit the 25 mark. Uh, of evolving together. Mm -hmm. That 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 I think that's beautiful, and I pray that you will will you will take those answers, uh, and you will work with them. I got another one that just came in. Yes. Hey man, let me let me let me put this to you. <laughs> uh, do you have a strategy for effective communication with your relationship? If you if so, what do you use? Um, okay, that was from another viewer. Thank you. I would say the um, to have a problem, state the problem, state mm -hmm. the solution, and then you should um, always ask, what do I want? Um, another one is, what do I don't want? Um, and lastly, and how does the other person communicate? I have to realize that everybody don't communicate the same. Mm -hmm. um, everybody mm -hmm, communicates differently. And we'll talk about the communication levels or stages, uh, hopefully next Sunday. So it's important to do problem, state the problem, the solution, what do I want, what do um, I don't want, and then to make sure that the other person um, knows how the her spouses or his spouse communicates. So okay. that's what I would say. Here's another question um, that came in. This one is from another viewer. I'm newly married and I was taught that our money should be together in one account. Oh, Jesus help us. My husband disagrees. He says his money is his money and my money 
is my money. Please help us. Oh, this is a good one. Mm, Lord. Yeah, that's for me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead and answer. Okay. <laughs> this is this is this is something that, that Be real. we had to learn. We had to learn this. And and this was a very it was a strain on our relationship. And I know that this is probably a strain on your relationship as well. And here's what we had to come to the conclusion that the things if we're coming together as one, we don't want or we didn't desire to have any secrets of saying, This is my money, mm -hmm. this is your money. Mm -hmm. If we're coming together, that means it should mean that we're coming together as a whole. Now I get, I get, and I thank God that my wife is able to save, put aside a little nest egg, something to fall back on. But when we hide or put it in a position mm -hmm. of trying to hide it from one another right. and say, this is mine, don't touch mine, that's yours, I don't touch yours. Well, in your relationship, there's nothing else that you want to separate. You want everything else to be equally shared. Mm -hmm. So why would, why would we allow the money to be an issue that we want to separate it? The other thing is this, is that if we're partnering together, mm -hmm. if we're coming together, then why can't we allow that to be an expression mm -hmm. of how we are partnering together to bring our resources together? And if, and the last one, I don't mean to go long, but if if we're having uh, issues with with your money versus his money or, or bills, then, then what we need to do is to sit down, mm -hmm. communicate, right. and talk about right. who is the one that can handle the finances and who cannot. And it's all about you communicating so that there is not an opportunity of separation that will come in between this. Mm -hmm. So what's wrong with you sitting down and saying, honey, uh, where are we at with the finances? Mm -hmm. Put it out there so that everybody can see. Mm -hmm. We already know what each other bring in. That's now, you can, you can have a discussion of saying, you know, I want to put something aside for a goal or a trip mm -hmm. or uh, a shopping spree. Or whatever the case may be. But at least communicate that right. with your spouse and share that information with them instead of just doing it on your own and not telling them. I get if you want to surprise your spouse with something, then that's okay. But don't take the entire thing and say, this is mine and this is yours. No, we should always bring everything together because we want to make sure that our relationship mm -hmm. is strong. Right. I'm telling you, this was a issue with us. <laughs> May I interject yeah, something? Yeah. It really was because at the onset of our uh, marriage, we were not taught how to be financially wise. The church, no one in our no, church told us, hey, this is a roadmap how you guys can get from point A to point Z financially. We had to figure that out. And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to be real and honest. We had one of our cars repossessed because we did not know how to pay um, that car note on time. So that meant that with our young babies, I had to catch the bus to go to church. I had to catch the bus to, in, in L.A., I had to catch the bus to do our laundry, dry them, and then come back. I had to catch the bus to go to choir practice with my babies. So we had to learn the hard way. And when I started working, because at, at the beginning, I was a stay-at-home mom with our babies, and then we were financially in a hardship. So I'm like, babe, 
I'll go to work. I'll get a job to help. I went to work, got paid, and I thought that that would be my money. So we had a big argument, um, a come to Jesus moment about the finances. And I had to learn that this is for the safekeeping safe of our home so we can build something. And he told me, I never will forget this, and I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> he said, babe, I just need you to trust me. Um, and we lived in a one-bedroom apartment at the time when we first got married. He said, I just need you to trust me. Um, I'm going to save up our money, and we're going to get our first home. We did. Um, but it wasn't in a, a prominent or affluent area in Los Angeles. It was on Denver, right off of Normandy and Manchester. So you know they had the red light district over there. I'm like, babe, there's no way we can move over there. But we did it anyway. So, you know, it just took us some time to develop. Yeah, it did. It did. And it, it will, but you, you got to trust each other because you two have made a commitment in your relationship to bring everything together for better, for worse, rich or poor. So you talk about it. You don't use, you don't use things to beat up one another. Make sure that you're respected, validated, and understood why we're doing what we're doing. We're bringing together man of God that's in, in your home. Sit them down and talk to them. This is why we're doing this, okay? Mm -hmm. So that we can have this buy a home, pay off bills. Explain it to each other so that you mm -hmm. understand That's the good. picture. That's okay? Good. What's another one? Another one is, um, viewers said, my husband has a lot of women friends and I feel uncomfortable and insecure about their friendship. Should I address this with my husband or just pay it um, no attention about it? <laughs> well... Well, well, I think I think that it deserves an opportunity to be discussed um, with your husband. Anything, anything that you're feeling uncomfortable with, I think that you should share. Because if you don't share it, it will evolve into a problem. And if it evolves into a problem, it's going to come out in another way. And it has a tendency to come out in a way that will be hurting and disrespectful. And you will be misunderstood as to why you're feeling the way that you feel. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, in a relationship, yes, you love them, but in a relationship, you learn how to communicate with each other and say, honey, and there's, there's, there's a proper way to go about this. You say it in a way that he can hear you and understand where you're coming from mm -hmm. and how you feel. Mm -hmm. But if you jump up there and just say, come off the top like we can come and just start making accusations and making you know, these, these points that possibly this and that is going on, you'll miss the opportunity for him to hear how you feel. And what's important is not so that he can, un, he can clean up stuff, but the important part is so that he can hear where your heart is at. Because the reason why you're bringing this to, the, to him is so that he can hear how you're feeling. And then it becomes his responsibility to make sure that your feelings are validated. And that you're not being disrespected. And that you always remain his number one priority. That's right. And that's the reason why you bring it to him. Not so that you can beat him over the head. And, and young man, you got to hear what she's saying. If a woman takes the time Preach. to tell you Preach. where she's at. Because there's other ways she can show you. Oh. There's other ways oh, she can demonstrate to you <laughs> that she don't like it. Because here's that's the right. thing. You may have all these friends, but would you like it if she had all those male friends? Hello. So, so hear what she's saying. Don't shut her down. Young lady, talk to him in a way 
that he can hear your heart and not your frustrations. That's good. Because your frustrations, they're really wrapped around emotion, but he needs to hear your heart so that your relationship can continue to build together. Also, babe, I want to interject because if he don't <coughs> see, um, if, if his mind is not even on um, going left, I'll just say it like that. Uh, just because he has a lot of female friends, mm -hmm. it's so important that your spouse or your partner bring it to his attention because, like I said, he may not see it. And as a woman, sometimes we can um, try to get close to a male factor for evil, for the wrong reason, for um, to break up a home or whatever, you know? Um, to make it look like, you know, that something is happening or something is going on. And that might not be the case. So it's good for your spouse or your partner to bring um, some light to that situation. My husband is a pastor um, and I cannot be around him 24-7. I cannot be around him when he's talking and sharing to people, in particular to women. Number one, I know who I am. I am confident in who I am. I am confident in our relationship. Now, if he should stray, that's a different problem. Then we got some issues, right? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, kidding. so it, it's good to have that, that talk. Yeah. Gotta have that talk. You, you got, and we don't, you know, we, I really want, I really wish we could dig into that uh, in reference to time. And I know we're, we're pressed with time and not trying to, trying to wear you out. But listen, it's important that you understand the Bible talks about to shun the very appearance of evil. Mm -hmm. and, and, and listen, people latch on to you or latch on to us as men. I'm dealing from a man's perspective because they see this in you. You're a good communicator. You're a good talker. You're handsome. You've got things going on for you. And sometimes there are people that want what That's someone true. else has. That's true. Because you can answer things and you tentative and all those great qualities that make you but you have to understand it must become a line mm -hmm. that oh. your wife does not feel threatened mm -hmm. by this and it's your responsibility as the prophet the priest and the king of your home mm -hmm. to establish a spiritual order that she can rest assured mm -hmm. that he's not going to cross his lines and if she comes to me as her prophet priest and king mm -hmm. and asks me what's going on it's my responsibility to tell her, I'll fix this. Okay. If there's a problem, I'll fix it. Shut it down. Because if you got to talk to me about it, it must be a problem. And it's my responsibility to make sure that that weakness that you may have is not something that will hinder our relationship. So we'll move on to the next one. I didn't mean to go Okay, we got another question from a viewer. How can you practice these principles while waiting to be involved in a relationship? Okay, how can you practice these, these principles, principles while waiting to be involved in a relationship? <laughs> wow. Here's, here, here's, because here's, the goal is this. You want what God wants to send you. You don't want, you don't want something just because it looks good, it smells good, it's got Preach. money, driving in this, and it's, it's, it's in the corporate world. You want something that God has designed for you. So to practice these principles, you Constantly you're praying, you're asking God for direction, you're asking God to put into your presence, into your space, the person that he has for you. That's good. Now with that, it may not be a person with all this money, and it may not be 
built like you want them, and there's nothing wrong to ask for that. But you got to maintain, amen, <laughs> amen, you got to maintain these things because you want what God wants to give you. So you ask, how do you do this? In reference to the, the principles of, of a relationship, the communication and the roadblocks and the pathway, you do these things by going to God's word, spending time with him. And if God says no while you're dating, mm, that's good. then you take the no. And you've got to set up some boundaries as to what will and will not be crossed. Conversations, touching, what you, where you're going to date, what's the limit. You've got to establish some criteria as to what's not going to happen because you want to do it God's way. I wish somebody had told us this at the beginning. I wish somebody had shared this with me when I was, you know, in my late teens and early 20s. Somebody had told me some principles because the principles they were telling me were things that would have gotten me in trouble mm -hmm. in reference to having children before time, hurting somebody's daughter, mm -hmm. destroying somebody's dream of some young girl that was waiting for God's best. And here I'm coming with the exact opposite motive. And had some people that established some guidelines and told me what wasn't going to happen, I believe I'd have, I'd, I'd have done better in my choices. So I say that to say, listen, establish some boundaries. That's good. Trust God and allow him to send you what you need to have. What do you think about it? That's very good. I totally agree because we have to wait on God. Um, just because you may be, and we've both been there um, before we met and before we said, I do. You have to figure out, after you say, I do, what am I going to do? Yeah. So we have to figure yeah. out the and lay some principles at the beginning, um, lay a foundation at the beginning in your relationship. And that was good when you said about creating boundaries. So it's a safe place. We have one more um, question. Okay. So um, the question from this viewer, viewer reads, my mother-in-law is overbearing. She always giving my husband relationship advice that I feel is going against me and my beliefs. How do I tell her anything without being looked at as a bad person or disrespectful? Wow. That's a good one. That, that's, a, that's a tough one <laughs> because most people want to be uh, friends, best friends with their in-laws. Mm -hmm. And we all want in-laws in and not outlaws. Right. So I say, I say this, that you understand that this is going to be hard. You married your wife, not your your in-laws. Okay, yeah. I know that's hard leave because leave. yeah, that's it. That's exactly where I was going. You got to leave your family, your mother, your father, and you got to cleave to what God has given you, and and you can't continue to allow them. And I'm talking about the person, the man, or the woman. You can't keep allowing people to come in and interject into your relationship. You two are now building memories, mm -hmm. and some of those memories will be hurtful, mm -hmm. like our car or got <laughs> people mm -hmm. said, but it made us stronger. Right. And you two have to learn how to trust each other. And I know we as, you know, listen, we, 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 we've been there too. Mm -hmm. You know, we think we know what they ought to do and what they ought to say and what they ought to buy, and we get in there and jump in there and <laughs> buy this and do that and take them here. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's not the best thing to do. 
Some people, some relationships need to learn how to develop their own relationship. And some of that <laughs> is in the structure of failure. That's right. It's in the structure of failure because it makes you better. Because you go back and say, okay, let me reassess this. How can we move and be better? So I say to your mother-in-law who's overbearing, you some somebody's going to have to tell her, Mama. I love you, <laughs> but this is my husband. Mm -hmm. Or this is my wife. Mm -hmm. Let us grow together. I don't mind you sharing, but you got to let us move forward, okay? Mm -hmm. Also, and it's okay to be real and up, up front and honest. I know you don't want to hurt or offend, but sometimes we have to allow our loved ones, family members, parents, to say, you know what, sometimes we have to get out of the way so God can have his way. Um, being there trying to um, render aid and support and advice may not be God's timing, may not even be his will. For that couple so the best thing that they could do is to pray and ask God to give them wisdom and insight yeah, one last quick thing mm -hmm. listen you can't you can't always keep accepting advice and money mm. and then don't think they can't come in and tell you what to do Ooh. at some point you're gonna have to tell them you can't you can't keep bringing me money resources toys gifts mm -hmm. because now i believe that i can come in and tell you how to run your house Ooh, that's good pastor so you'll have to learn how to tell them this that's okay mm -hmm. we'll figure it out we'll make mm -hmm. it on our own mm -hmm. but but and it limits them being able to come in and tell you how to run things okay that's good i'm, I'm gonna say this um this is real talk when we first got married um my husband told me he said you better not go to your parents and ask them anything I said, babe, what are you talking about? <laughs> I can't go to my dad. I can't ask my mom for um, support to help with our kids, to keep them. He said, no, we have these kids. You're going to keep them. I'm going to keep them. This is what we're going to do. And um, I was crying at the onset of our, our marriage because I'm like, well, please, it's not like they don't have it. They wouldn't um, mind giving it to us. He says, no, don't go to them. We, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. And they, it out. they are the best mother and father <laughs> and we love, love we've ever had. Yes. The best in the world. Yes. And we are willing to take advice from them. Okay? So that you know that. The last question. How has God blessed our trust and communication? God has blessed it tremendously because we had to go through some hardships, some hard trials. And... Um, I believe that God has allowed us to create effective communication. And um, I have to learn how to say, you know what, Brenda, it's not all about you. Listen to, you know, how he's feeling or what he wants or what he don't want. So it's a part of listening. So I'm going to share this with you. And, and I'm not trying to, trying to beat anybody down. If you are a pastor or a church leader or a teacher... Listen, you have to separate how you talk to church people versus how you talk to your spouse. That's good. Or how you treat church people versus how you treat your spouse. So I pray that you will learn this lesson that it's not good to bring that church stuff home to the level that you think that you can administrate it at home. Here's an example. At church, because I am the pastor, I have a tendency to be overbearing or overprotective. 
or wanting my way is another way of saying it. <laughs> when I come home, I can't expect her to respond to me like that because first, she is not my member. She's my wife. She was my mm -hmm. wife first. She was the one that I fell in love with. She was the one that I was dating. She was the one that I was courting. So therefore, I've got to always treat her the way that I went after her. Amen. So it's important that we understand the church business is church business or your occupation is your occupation. Don't bring that home just because you're a boss or you're running things or in charge of things. Don't think that you can come home and dictate to your spouse or your children in the same manner mm -hmm. because you're going to probably end up experiencing some pushback because this is a person that loves you better than how the church sees you. <laughs> or how the business sees you because they don't see your, your weaknesses and they don't see your flaws. They love you for who you are. So you have to learn to work on your communication to treat people equally. That's good. That's very good. Homework. Hey, listen, let me say this to you. It is important that you understand that your questions are all validated in our, in our eyesight and we want more. Keep sending them this way. Go send them to 989-373-8225. Send your questions in. We're going to continue uh, on this path to answer the questions, to open up our hearts. We're sitting in our living room because we're being transparent. We're down, not down to the church. We pray that you would take advantage of this opportunity and tap into 36 plus years together. So uh, please do so. And I need you, I need you to work on the homework, okay? Okay, so there's another uh, question. Another for, one? Yes. Okay, keep on. Mm -hmm. This one is, what is the best piece of advice you can give to uh, me relating to communication and relationship that you wish you would have known earlier? Oh, wow. So here's what I'm doing. I'm, or, this, this is the homework, I'm sorry. This is the homework? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So here's what we're doing in reference. I want you to get this, that we want to create a, a United uh, Nations Summit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Need you to create. Spouse and partner. Spouse and partner United Summit. United Nations Summit. I want you to do this. Start weekly. Start the weekly quarantine by love isn't enough. Cards. Let me see it. Let me see. I can't see it. I know, right? <laughs> so this is what we're going to do for the United Nations Summit. Start a weekly um, meeting with the two of us oh, um, and during this quarantine because love is, isn't enough. And we're going to have some cards like these. I want you guys to get some index cards and um, say right on your cards what's good and what's not good and to, mm -hmm. to divide and conquer. Um, and then we want to make sure during the summit that we have to make sure we tend to our partner's needs to ask them what do they need this week. Um, then you want to incorporate a quick prayer and then create your mission statement during this summit time. And lastly, you want to recap everything that you've done, everything you've talked about, and then use a journal. We have our journals here, and this is what we're going to be using, because what we found out during the quarantine, we couldn't reach um, some of our adult children, and we wanted to stay in contact with them, so we created a conference call line, 
And on Sunday evenings is our time right. to um, gather up and we sit around and we talk to all of our children and their um, spouses and partners. So this is what we want to do during this quarantine. Okay, so now this is your homework um, to create a united nation summit between you, your spouse, and your partner. Okay, so this is what it entails. Number one was prayer together. What is your mission statement as a couple? That's number two. Okay. Number three is to use the summit questions and number four, recap. So here are some of the questions. Okay. We'll put it in the comments um, for your homework. Okay, okay, that's a good place to put it at. Okay. Okay, so that's a good place to put it. Put it there in your comments. Let us know that you're doing this. We got this as homework. This is something that will help build families and relationships. Listen, you have been so patient. And listen, we have went way over what we <laughs> thought it was going to be. But you've brought us some good questions. And we pray that you'll continue to bring us some more so that we can respond to them. We're going to, to wrap this up uh, on this live feed. But we're going to stay in prayer and in the Word of God to find you some more answers to your questions. This is what we promise you because we want God's best for you. So we're going to do this. We're going to we're going to pray. Mm -hmm. And if you are tuning in and you wanted to be a part of this ministry, I need you to hit us back in the comments that you want to be a part of this ministry. Or if you tied in and you want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please comment on that so that we can get in contact with you. We can get you plugged into this. Uh, outstanding body so we need you to respond to us in your comments either relationship with Jesus Christ you looking forward to recommit your life or your lifestyle or if there's issues that you need us to stand in prayer with you either one of those three areas all right so we're going to pray and then we're going to say uh, we'll see you on Thursday night don't forget about Thursday night here we go father God we thank you for today we thank you for uh, allowing us to be transparent allowing your word to go forward. And then, Father, thank you for your people that have, have asked questions that are concerning their hearts and their relationship because they realize love is not enough. We have to work on our relationship, Father. Allow them to, to surrender their will and their way to you in their relationship, whether they're single, whether they're dating, whether they're divorced, whether they're thinking about remarrying, whether they just want to move into a friendship level, and even those that want to go into business partnership. We speak blessings over their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen today. Amen. Can you give them the number one more time where they can text um, any questions? Yes. The number is 989-373-8225. Hit us right there. Amen. Stay connected. Mm -hmm. We have to stay connected even in this quarantine. Mm -hmm. Stay connected. We want you to be connected. Thank you. We love you. And we'll see you next week. And we'll be on next week's topic. We're going to talk to you about singleness. Being single. Hallelujah. I want to say this. I want you to know something. I was not always a preacher. You let that marinate. I was a single man before. But God changed my heart. And I want to deal with 
Singleness. And All right. Stress. And, and stress. stress. <laughs> Ooh, it's a serious combination. Love you. Get ready for next week. We Can't love you guys. You. Thank you, Miss Brenda. You're welcome. Bye bye. I'm standing here with my honey, amen, uh, Sister Brenda, First Lady Brenda, uh, <laughs> amen. I'm standing here with her. Listen, I'm saying this because we're together. We've been in this ministry for, for over 26 years now, and God has blessed us. He's blessed us with beautiful people and people that love this ministry. And I'm asking that you would continue to show your support to this ministry by sending your love offering, sending a tie, and not only that, you know, plant something for somebody else. Plant something for the future. Listen, your, your tithe is your seed. Put your seed in there. I'm telling you that victory is good ground. And if you plant that seed, I will guarantee you, according to the word of God, that you shall receive a harvest. I'm not trying to tell you some whole seed, you point, give me this and you're going to get that. I'm saying, trust God. I'm doing this not for myself, but I'm doing this for you. Amen. Plant your seed for your future, your future harvest.